podcast listener, welcome to the Living Better Podcast, where you will get to hear stories, secrets, strategies, and tips to help you lose weight, get strong, and feel amazing. For more information about the Living Better Podcast, head on over to CrossFitHale.com slash podcast. Welcome back. Uh, so we're at the Living Better Podcast, and I am sitting here with Coach Heidi. Uh, hi, Heidi. Hi, guys. So this is her first podcast. I've been wanting to get her on for a while. Um, to tell us a little bit about herself. Um, so let's uh, let's get started. So Heidi, who are you? Um, so I've been a coach at Hale here for just over a year now, full time. Um, I am a lifelong athlete. I came to Hale looking for something new, and eventually I fell in love with the community and stuck around. So um, I'm one of your coaches. I'm also a member of the Greater Hale family, and. Uh, that's that's pretty much it for the time being. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to get to know a little bit about you, or get you know get our listeners to know a little bit about you. So, you started CrossFit back in when two thousand thirteen. Two thousand thirteen. Yep. So I was looking for a new way to work out. I had been working out at a gym with a trainer in the city for a while, and work came up, and I was actually looking for options nearby. I kept uh, saying no to all the options in Berkeley because I am desperately afraid of parallel parking on San Pablo. <laughs> so I ended up finding this gym right after you guys opened and um, popped in for an intro and the rest is history. Well, so what was life like? I mean, you worked with a trainer, mm -hmm. um, but tell me a little, little more about that. Yeah. So Right before I moved to the Bay, I was living in Tahoe. I spent about four years there. I loved to ski, loved to snowboard, but I was also working full time. So food choices, mainly beer and pizza, and lifestyle choices and lack of snow had kind of added up to the point where I didn't feel great anymore. So as an athlete prior or prior in life, previous to this, I was feeling low energy. I was feeling you know, bogged down by my job. And I needed to get back to feeling good. I was only in my mid-20s at the time. And I'm like, man, I feel old. So I found a trainer. I lost about 40 pounds, maybe actually closer to 50 now since I've, I've been through CrossFit. And I was really looking to resolve those injuries and get back to feeling great. So spent a lot of time with a trainer, focused on cleaning up nutrition, started you know the typical counting calories diet, moving more toward eating my vegetables and all of those things that I wasn't eating in the the beer and pizza lifestyle. So um, as I moved into CrossFit, this whole whole world was pretty new. I knew what it was like to work out hard, but I don't know that I was entirely prepared for the lifestyle switch at first. So, so. what like what happened? You know, you 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 were already getting some results. Mm -hmm. You started eating vegetables. You yep. cleaned everything up. But what happened that made you say, "I got to try this"? Um, work quite honestly got in the way. I had developed a routine and I had a great trainer, but I could no longer work out during my lunch break. Things got too busy and I stopped prioritizing myself. So having only an hour a day or whatever it was, I knew I had to get a bit more bang for my buck. Um, I was also kind of in the position where I wasn't gaining muscle. I had lost weight, but I wasn't feeling particularly strong. Um, skiing hadn't gotten any easier per se. I was lighter, so things were a little bit better, but I wasn't, again, feeling strong and equipped to do what I wanted to do. I was falling behind on hikes, whereas usually I'd be all over it. 
um, skiing was still painful based on a knee injury I had from before. So really I knew I needed to take the next step and start building strength and not just, um, losing weight basically. Right. Right. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about having an athletic background. You Mm -hmm. came in with a bunch of injuries, right? (laughs) Um, so like what, so what kind of things, so you played rugby, you did a few other things. What else did you do? Um, I'll start at the beginning. I was a dancer when I was young, um, very much into competition, tap jazz and ballet, doing all the local Bay Area stuff as a small kid. I remember when I was about four or five, I saw my parents' racquetball trophies and I said, I want one of those. How am I going to get one of those? And so they threw me into dance. Uh, Then I moved away to somewhere with a lot of trees, basically middle of nowhere, started riding bikes, playing baseball, doing all the tomboy things. Um, that led into swimming, volleyball, basketball for a year, which I was terrible at. Um, basically everything but um, soccer and maybe a few other very obscure sports that we didn't have in the middle of nowhere. Um, I did come in with a lot of injuries, a lot of old nagging things that I got um, you know, from taking a beating in volleyball into rugby where I tore my ACL, had a separated shoulder injury that was recurring from back in my snowboarding days. So by the time I got to Hale, I was, I believe, I don't know, 27 years old and just absolutely beat up. Couldn't get my arm over my head. I thought that my knee was doomed for life and uh, I was pretty broken. Right. So when you started in your early days uh, with with us, what were you desperate to achieve? I mean, you'd already lost some weight. You were talking about getting stronger. So what were you desperate to achieve? How were you going to get there? First and foremost, I wanted to keep the weight off. Second, I wanted to get back to being strong. So the other things that I like to do felt easier. The last year I was in Tahoe, I more or less stopped skiing. My knee hurt so bad that I could ski about two, three runs. I was like, nope, that's it. Powder days had me running. I was like, I can't do this today. So, So really my main motivation, one, to maintain the weight loss and know that I didn't have to go back to that place of pain and um, being unhealthy. And also getting stronger so that I could get back to feeling great every day and do the things I love. Right. And what, what was your biggest struggle? I was scared. I was not confident in my ability. Um, squats were terrifying. Anything overhead was damn near impossible for the first few months until I started developing strength and range of motion. And quite honestly, I had never worked with a barbell before. So, you know... When I was in class, here, pick up 100 pounds. I'm like, what? wait, I can do that? I don't know if I can do that. And it took a little while to warm up and start to feel normal again. You know, it took a while before I could squat with a barbell on my back. And then when when you would say, actually, add some weight, I'm like, uh, no, I'm really scared. I don't think I can. But trusting that process and knowing that you were the expert and you saw something that I didn't was helpful in that journey. So Yeah. So, like, you, you're scared. Did you know the workouts going in? Were you scared? Like, you know, what, how would you get scared? Would it be like, I, you know, one of the coaches would say, do this. And you'd be like, I don't know if I can do that. Uh, I think initially I was always open to trying something. It was just, I wasn't used to struggling in the same way that we do in the gym. I was always a, a pretty natural athlete. So it wasn't like I was scared to jump on something or scared to try the beginning barbell movements. It was like, I can get away with this without injuring myself. I know that. But it's like when you look at a barbell with heavy weight on it the first time and you have old injuries and say it's a knee injury, 
my my fear is it got heavier is like I don't know if I can keep form to keep my knee from exploding. Right. And and truth be told, it just comes back to drilling those things, becoming comfortable with them and becoming really aware of how your body works. Right. And I think um, the classes actually helped a lot with that over time. Okay. So, uh, so you kind of came in with all the injuries, you had the background, you were scared every day. Yep. Um, goal was to get stronger. When was the exact moment that you knew that it was working? <laughs> uh, I will say it was actually the first year of the 12 days of CrossFit, we did a workout called Grace. And I had never done up to that point a workout as prescribed, nor was I planning on it. So, so, uh, give a little background. Sure. What's, what's Grace? What is as prescribed? What's the 12 days sure. of CrossFit? <laughs> so 12 days of CrossFit is a challenge that was beyond my comprehension at the time. It's 12 straight days of workouts, no rest day. Um, and they're pretty tough workouts. They're things that you go into pretty nervous about, but come out very proud of what you've accomplished. So it's one of our challenges that we do every year now. Um, and Grace particularly is a workout of 30 clean and jerks for time. So it involves a lot of squatting and it involves a lot of pressing overhead. And the weight at the time for me, 95 pounds, was incredibly aggressive. Um, I honestly didn't know if I could do one, let alone 30. And... Um, does that answer the question? Yeah. Fantastic. So I, I was nervous to say the very least. And as I warmed up, I I realized, okay, I can do one at this weight. Let's add a little weight. I can do one at this weight. Okay, this is now pushing the bounds of where I'm comfortable. I think I'm good here. And I remember um, you and one of the other athletes in the gym were just like, all right, let's do this. Add some weight. Let's go for 95. And I said, wow. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. And you said, try one. Okay, I did one. That was really hard. Okay, 29 more. <laughs> like, oh no. And it took everything in, in my power on that day to one, not quit, knowing that every single rep was going to be a drag out struggle. Every single rep was going to be riddled with that doubt of, I don't know if I can do this. And every single rep required me to focus just to get it done. And I think that was kind of the flipping point for where I realized, okay, I couldn't have done that a month ago. I wouldn't have been mentally strong enough to endure that, nor would I have been physically prepared for the demands between the squatting and pressing. So that was pretty pivotal. Right. Yeah. S since then, you've done lots of lots of crazy workouts that have scared yeah. you, right? Uh, so what what is the scariest or craziest workout that you've done since oh, then? Man. Uh, one stands out again, it, it comes back to similar movements. It is a workout called Spahar. It involves six miles of running, a whole lot of squatting and pressing or thrusters at that same 95 pound weight and, uh, numerous other things. I forget. Oh, some pull-ups that are, I'm not particularly great at either. And I remember it was right before Christmas. I'm getting ready to go home. Um, to see my family and eat a whole bunch of cake and beautiful dinners. And I'm just ready to check out mentally and enjoy the holidays. And some of the coaches and I, yourself included, got together just to throw down, like, let's send off into the holidays with a bang. And so we started this workout and I'm thinking, when's the last time I ran six miles? Is this a good idea? Yeah. Got halfway through the workout, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes later, like, oh no, 
I've got, I've got a long way to go. And slowly but surely we all chipped away. And it was just about get that next rep. Okay, can I get one? Great. That's one less I have to do. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was slow. It was challenging. Again, those movements that I, I've always kind of struggled confidence-wise with kind of played into it. But afterward, there's no better feeling than the accomplishment of doing that. Yeah. And there was pie. (laughs) (laughs) And I had pie to look forward to. Yeah, that was was like 90 minutes or something. It was a long time. That was was awful. Um, How does your experience as an athlete help you now that you're coaching? Mm. Uh, Really, it gives me perspective to understand where these athletes are coming from. I understand the place of fear. I understand not trusting my body. And I also understand now what to look for as an indication of, yes, you're ready for more, whether it's intensity, whether it's weight, or whether it's more focus. It's it's really helpful to have been there in the trenches myself. Um, additionally, I think that being able to experience the small wins and being proud of those things in myself as an athlete lets me identify those things for people. So even if someone ha- is having a totally rough day, maybe they've made progress since the last time I've seen them. And it's like, yeah, you're doing great. They may not think it, but I see it. And so having had that reinforced in me as an athlete has given me the perspective of knowing how important it is to celebrate our progress every day. Right. We talk a lot about fear. Um, And, you know, one of the things that I always say, I I don't know if people believe it, but I, I think you and I are afraid before every single workout. Yep. Right. Almost, almost, I mean, without without exception. Every workout is scary in some way or another. Um, what's the most common fear that you see with new athletes and how do you help them overcome that fear? I think it's really fear of maybe looking stupid in trying something that they've never done before. And the way I kind of address that is by either using personal examples or highlighting how far they've actually come. So for instance, handstand push-ups. I'm afraid of falling on my face in front of the entire class. I know that that's not, you know, necessarily realistic, but it could happen. It's probably Uh, happened a few times. It has happened multiple (laughs) times. But the thing is, um, with that, you have to try things to get better. You shouldn't be afraid to try. Safety set aside, of course, we're going to make sure that you're safe and, and you're not in a position of injury within class, but you won't get better unless you try. And so by addressing that fear, even if you only try it once, that's one step closer to getting that skill that maybe you were afraid of looking stupid at. You're never going to get pull-ups if you don't try pull-ups. Right. So it's like, maybe you're not great at them today. Maybe you're not great at them three months from now, but maybe on that hundredth try, you get one. Right. You can't be worried about looking stupid when it comes to making progress. You just have to know it's part of the process. Or finishing last. Or Or finishing last. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if if you let that get in your way, oh, I don't I don't want to do that run because I'm going to be the very last one in and you're going to be waiting for me. Well, maybe you're missing out on the progress you'd get if you just kind of mentally set yourself up for I'm going to finish that run no matter what. Right. And build right. strength. So. Right. So, going back to coaching, what is the most rewarding part about coaching? What do you love the most about it? I think seeing people grow their confidence in the gym and outside of the gym. Um, We have members from all walks of life, all different jobs, moms, dads, you know, T 
teachers, nurses, all of these other things. And one of the most rewarding things is hearing about how their life is easier. How now, because they have the confidence and strength that we have encouraged and nurtured in the gym, now they're prepared at their job to go crush an interview or go for that promotion or do something that's otherwise scary. Right. Or just that they're having an easier time playing with their kids. Seeing this impact on day-to-day life is way more powerful than a PR in the gym. Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost like the the non-physical aspects are, yeah. are more are more rewarding to see. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, last question. Mm-hmm. What is the best piece of advice you could give to new athletes that are uh, starting up a program like ours? I'll keep it simple. Just put on your pants and get to the gym. So often, you may not want to show up. Either you won't think you're going to be good at a movement, you're scared of the workout, you're so sore that you're holding on the wall to sit down on the toilet. Things happen. We get it. Consistency is key. Sometimes you have to offer yourself something to just get yourself in the gym. If you just show up, if you find that trigger, if I put on my pants and I get in the car, I know I'll show up in the gym and do something. That something is going to make progress over the time you have here, you know, whether it's you know, you crushing the workout or you feeling not 100%, at least if you get here, you're making progress. So just show up, really. All right. Excellent. That's great advice. Uh, thanks, Heidi, for letting us know a little bit more about you. Um, we'll talk again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Jay. Thank you for listening to the Living Better Podcast. For more info or notes about the show, head on over to CrossFitHale.com slash podcast. See you next time.